0: Welcome to the Chantal Ray Way, the inspirational way to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting. Remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway is now available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. Welcome to episode 16. Enjoy today's show. Today we have, as always, we've got Chris Sykes here and we have Josh Smith. Josh, welcome. So today we're going to talk about, are all calories created equal? So let's start with you, Josh. What do you think?
1: Um, so absolutely not.
0: Okay. But, <laughs> I don't know if you want me
1: to elaborate on that, but, um, yeah, I mean, yes, a, a calories a calorie. Well, let, let's
0: start with this. So okay. we each have an article that we have right here. This one guy. My article talks about a guy who ate Twinkies and lost 27 pounds in two months. He went on an 1,800-calorie diet. Two-thirds of what he ate was junk food. He also had a multivitamin and a protein shake every day. But besides that, two-thirds of what he ate was complete junk, tons of Twinkies, Nutty Bars, and powdered donuts, and in two months lost 27 pounds by just having 1,800 calories. So we know story after story after story that If you reduce your calorie count, you are going to lose weight. That, I mean, that's indisputable, don't you think? Right.
2: (laughs) Calorie deficit, calorie deficit. I mean, you will lose. Obviously, the more you have to lose, the easier it is. But you will lose if you stay in a calorie deficit day after day.
1: Yeah. I mean, a, a calorie is a weight of energy, right? That's all that it is. So your body needs energy to obviously go out there and think and move and, and just function. So if you consume less energy than your body is burning, you are then going to absolutely lose weight, you know, right? But then there's so many other factors to look at, you know, right? Is overall health, what your goals are, what it's doing to you internally. And again, a calorie, like if I consume protein, my body has to work harder to digest protein. um, And then what I don't utilize for my protein, my body will eliminate compared with a fat or a carbohydrate, especially um, that my body is going to store in a different manner. So, um, so in theory, yes, it works. People have, uh, you know, whatever, but it's not. So So for me,
0: the way I also look at it is also about body composition, right? Because so like, you could have two people standing in front of you. This guy ate fifteen hundred calories every day. This guy ate fifteen hundred calories a day, but the one guy is eating nothing but junk, and this guy over here is eating lean proteins, chicken, broccoli, so forth, um, and their body composition is totally different. So, have you ever done? Have you competed in one of those body comp- body like? Yeah,
1: baby? yeah. I used to compete. Yep. Yeah, um, growing up, yeah, competing bodybuilding shows and yep, hundred mm-hmm. percent
0: so again if you would say those calories that you were eating when you were competing for the shows what were you eating
1: um very low carbohydrates um semi-low fat high protein right so because when you're doing a bodybuilding competition you want extremely low body fat but you want to maintain as much muscle as you possibly can so muscle is built and and maintained through protein um so if i'm cutting down my protein right you're just you're going to be in a catabolic state you're going to you're going to uh, waste your muscle tissue.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so let's talk about lunch today. So when we were at lunch today, we had lunch with this girl that was super, super skinny. And she had, on her meal, she had cheese and sour cream. And, I mean, just, she did, She got what she wanted. She ate what she wanted. But at the end, she, I would say she ate about one-third of what that Chipotle bowl. Me, on the other hand, I had grilled chicken... Lettuce, guacamole, which is really high in calories, and uh, I ate the entire thing. So at the end of the day, I, I would probably estimate I had 400 calories. She probably had maybe 250 or 300 because she only ate one third of her bowl. So what would you say for that?
2: As far as was it the same meal?
1: Well, they do the same thing? Well, for you so or?
0: again, it's like, so I had the choice of. I I ended up eating more calories than than she did. She ended up eating exactly what she wanted. Like, she didn't feel deprived, she ate exactly what she wanted, she ate until she was full, but she only ate that one-third of the size, and she's like about one-third of the size of me.
2: (laughs) Well, if she she ate portion, I mean, portion control, that's probably be a whole different show, but she ate portion control, so, she got what she wanted, but she, probably ate within a serving size of everything, from the cheese to the sour cream to, like we talked about earlier, I think a lot of people, when they, when they say, eat, what, let's, let's eat what we want, and they try to predict they, uh, how healthy something is, how many calories, how many carbs, how many, they look at serving size, they look on the internet, look at serving size, look at the nutritional label, look at, oh, this only has 12 grams of fat, uh, 10 grams of protein, it's pretty good for me. Like we talked about the serving size though, it's probably like the tip of your, fingertips sometimes with some of these things, like ketchup and mayonnaise. And so you look, oh, it's not too bad, but you need this much mayonnaise to even cover a slice of bread if you eat mayonnaise. So you don't realize how much can be packed into those things. So with your meal, you can probably eat more and feel comfortable eating more. With hers, we don't know exactly I mean, not just hers, but anybody, like we don't know exactly how much sour cream, you know, cheese, maybe her body has, you know, she'd be at certain weight of dairy and things like that. So it, 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 it can work with, you know, along your premise.
0: So if you, if you had to estimate like on how healthy you eat, would you say you eat 80, 20, 70, 70, 30? What, how healthy would you say that you eat?
1: Yeah, and again, um, well, I say again, <laughs> we haven't talked about this to you guys, but we were having this conversation prior, but um, it depends on my goals. You know, right? Like right now, stepping into wintertime, I'm, I'm, you know, 13% body fat right now. I'm content with my body fat. I'm actually trying to put on a little bit more muscle. So I like to stay at that body fat. So yeah, right now I'm probably 80 20. Um, but as it comes closer to summertime, when I'm going to have my shirt off constantly, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So like you're around water 24 7 in the summer. Um, then from there, I'm probably 90 10 to 95 5. Right. Again, depending on what those goals are for that. Let's talk. Um, let's
0: expand more on okay, insulin cool. for just a second, because I believe that that is the end all be all yeah, of 100%. why intermittent fasting works so well and how it truly does regulate your blood sugar and your insulin. So. so yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So I mean, insulin is the most powerful hormone in the human body, right? Second, for men, would be testosterone. Would be you know estrogen, right? So. Um, but people don't understand insulin control so if you look at insulin insulin is responsible for all age-related diseases that exist out there right so type 2 diabetes atherosclerosis heart disease now they're even starting called dementia and uh alzheimer's type 3 diabetes um so you if you don't learn to manage your insulin your insulin level spikes number one when it spikes that's where your body goes into fat storage mode, um, but it creates massive inflammation in the body. Well, everybody's different. So, like you talked about, my assistant that we eat lunch with, um, her body, how she manages insulin, what spikes her insulin is massively different. Like, my wife um, is, I don't know, 110 pounds, half my size. If I followed her same diet, I'd be 250 pounds and <laughs> obese. For me, if I eat, a lot of sweets, or a lot of sugars, or any any big carbohydrate meal, like I'm wiped out, my energy levels crash. I need to take a nap. You know, whatever. I mean that 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 will show you um, that if you have. Then but let me ask you this: you are
0: going to absolutely. But let it. me ask you this: if you if I gave you this a pancake that would be this big, you know, really small with syrup on it, then how would you feel? Because I need a bigger <laughs> pancake. You can't do that little <laughs>
2: pancake. You're teasing me.
0: <laughs> how would
2: I feel? Yeah. As so far like, as full, would I be full of no, it? No, not
0: full, but like, since you didn't, you, I mean, you're not, you didn't have that much. Mm-hmm. So if you had that much of a pancake and you had some syrup, would you be, how would you feel? Would you feel okay?
2: Uh, as, like as far as le- le- like lethargic afterwards? Yeah, or?
0: energy levels.
2: I mean. Your energy levels. Probably I would, because you get you, you such a big insulin spike with syrup and stuff like that and, and, and uh, you know the yeast and the flour you got a big insulin spike so anytime you got a big spike it's got to come down it's called a spike so it has to come down a little bit so I might I mean depending on how much
0: how much yeah you, yeah, you
1: know it's, it's gonna depend if I, if I so eat one if cookie you had four, yeah.
0: if you had four bites of that pancake
1: yeah I'd probably be okay you know right well I would not probably I've done it and I would be okay right so um, but and that goes back okay like to the Twinkie diet right like the problem with this stuff is it's not sustainable. Right? They, they haven't studied this dude after eating Twinkies for 20 years. Your body, the, the human body is so brilliant it will adapt to anything. So you constantly need to be changing things up. His body is going to adapt to that. Um, and, and what then also creates with this, what they don't do is they're not checking, like you talked about earlier, their body composition. There is such a thing as being skinny fat. You know, right? we see people all the time that are thin, that still have very high um, unhealthy body fat levels that create that information that still put pressure in your kidneys, that then, then create all those right. other other, it, it, other it, diseases. It if you
2: eat that sugar, what happens once you eat some sugar in the morning like that? When you eat a pancake in the morning, with syrup, or you drink a coffee, you know, with a bunch of sweet, you know, a sweet tea, what's gonna happen a couple of hours later once that insulin, once it spikes down? You know, That's once you awesome. have that little crash, you're gonna want another pick-me-up. And your pick-me-up most likely isn't gonna be chicken and lettuce and kale and stuff like that, you're gonna need another another sugar high real quick. You know, you're know you gonna need another carb high real quick. So it's all a setup too, you know what I mean? So uh, say my 1,500 calories comes from the Twinkies. I don't know how he avoided it. Obviously he was doing experiments, so he's probably a little more motivated. But if you usually most people, you're eating that many sweets and 1,500 calories. He's, he lost weight when he was really dedicated. The average person, I could give them that same diet and tell them, eat sweets, eat this, stay in 1,600 calories. But we all know that one piece of cake leads to this. You know, yeah. a McDonald's burger usually leads to a piece of cake, and that piece of cake usually leads to, let me get some more pasta for dinner. And it's, it's just a, you start to become dependent on carbs, you know. And, and like you said, you went low carb, like you stay under 200, and when you, you lost 118 pounds, I'm assuming that you ate a lot more carbs when you had that weight on yeah. than you were now. So I'm assuming when you first came down on those carbs, like it, it was an empty feeling when you were eating, when you were like, I'm gonna cut out my carbs or I'm gonna cut them down to wherever you cut them down from. It was like an empty feeling when you ate.
0: So when you're doing your intermittent fasting, what is your window look like? You're doing eight hours of eating. Mm -hmm. Well, not eight hours full of eating, but your eating window is eight hours Mm -hmm. and you're fasting for 16 hours. Mm -hmm. What's yours? So... When you do intermittent fasting. But can I
1: just add one quick point yeah. to this because it's very important. Mm-hmm. Men and women shouldn't fast for the same amount of time. No. Right? Women and men if are I biologically do eight hours, created. If I do
0: eight hours, I'm not going to be losing any weight.
1: Yeah. So, um, um, you know, with that. So, I mean, we find that women, if, I'm going to go deeper into this in the book, but our recommendation is a 15-hour a fast window. So fast 15 hours at a time. Right. That doesn't mean that gives you permission to eat, have a... a nine hour eating window you know right i mean you can you can um with our metabolic blood torch diet we stagger our fasting days right so it's not we're not fasting and i don't believe in fasting seven days a week um um, uh, with that so first off then when i'm fasting and a lot of it's how you feel like i want to really get into that zone because i also also use fasting for clarity all of that and focus i feel the best when i'm between 20 and, and like a 23 hour fast so my i fast three days a week right now when i'm trying to lose weight i'll fast four days a week um i don't fast on days that are resistance trained so it's only days that i'm not uh, uh training with weights um but anyway during that time i'll have two meals so maybe it's a three hour window uh, but i eat very clean so my fasting days so it might be a uh, grilled chicken breast uh, breast and some steamed broccoli and then before i go to bed it might be a protein shake and that would be in a three or four hour gap window. Um, but then I'll, I'll. the only time I do two consecutive days where I'm not, where I'm fasting is the weekends and I'm not training. So then I'll train two days, I'll fast, I train two days. So then my training days, right, I'm not fasting and then I'm, I'm consuming a hell of a lot more calories on those yeah. days. And it keeps your body always guessing because again, your body will eventually adapt to whatever. So if I don't care if you're eating 600 calories a day, eventually your body's going to adapt to that and you're no longer going to get results.
0: So for me the only way that i personally cuz so for me to do a 9 hour if i did a 9 hours in a day fasting i would not lose weight and that's number 1 number 2 it's
1: calories reading though
0: <laughs> if yeah, you eat well, strict
1: in those meals you have yeah but i will. don't
0: i my whole thing is i don't want to eat too too strict to the point where i don't want to be obsessive about food so my big thing is my my whole idea is that I don't want to be constantly so focused on food that I'm like, OK, well, what am I eating and, duh, 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 and how many calories? And that's why I love intermittent fasting, because it's taking my focus off of, you know, every little nook and cranny that I'm eating.
2: I mean, that, that was my original Thing with going into it. I was I, you know when I read about it, um I read uh Dr. was it Jung? I'm mean, gonna save his name, right? J J U N G big uh-huh. on YouTube and wrote a lot of books on him festing. And, and that was the big reason I went into it because you could you didn't have to you didn't have to count, you didn't have to be so strict on counting. Whether you do high, low, you know, your carb cycle or you keto or you something else, you know, we were able to I was able to uh I really got into it like okay eight hour window and I can still eat high high eat I eat relatively clean. You know, I snack a lot but uh that was that was, my, that was a big reason for me jumping into it, you know, is that I didn't have to be so focused on every single thing to tea. you know, I love the freedom
1: that it creates for eating.
0: So let's talk about like what does a week look like for you?
1: Um, so I'll just go with right now. So um, I train, Monday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, so meaning resistance training, strength training in the gym. So on those days, you want me to go through like my diet on those days, like and I give the sam- diet a, just sample? a sample. All right, so I'll get up in the morning. Do uh, I'll do cardio. I do cardio seven days a week in a fasted state. You know, right? Because I haven't eaten throughout the night. Twenty minutes of cardio in the morning. Um, then I'll eat an hour before I go to the gym. That's oatmeal, some collagen protein, a little bit of fruit to get some sugars in me. Hit the gym. Protein shake, some more fruit after that, um, and then every three to four hours after that is usually. Meat and vegetables, right? Um, so I'll say this meat and vegetables make your dreams come true, right? <laughs> so, um, so I still left for my business partner, but, but um, those days, right? And then on my fasting days, uh, my last meal, because I'm not training those days, my last meal will be like six o'clock or five o'clock the night before for dinner. And then I'll try to take it to if I can fast for 24 hours straight. That's my ideal goal. So then on my fast day, the non-trained days, I'll fast till 5 o'clock, have dinner, and then again have that protein shake right before I go to bed. And dinner's always – I'm just meat and greens almost every meal.
0: So let's talk about digestion for a minute. I had just a huge revelation um, on digestion. So you guys know that right here on my forehead I have this – Skin that is like constantly peeling on my forehead and it's only like a band that literally goes from here to here and my skin just literally peels off and it's like a form of eczema or psoriasis or whatever you want to say but it's only, this is the only place it is on my body and so when I, if I want it to be completely gone what I do is like if I'm getting ready for something or whatever it is, I will have a ju- I'll just juice and in my juicing, I just have greens, like green vegetables, you know, spinach, kale. It has a little bit of lemon to kind of get rid of that kick. There's no apple or fruit or anything in there. And I just have that juice. And all of a sudden, if I do that for two days, my my face is crystal clear. I mean, completely clear. Now, so I went for two days and all I had was ju- green juice. Then... I had literally eaten an apple and a cucumber. And as soon as I ate that apple and cucumber,
2: but that might be the, That might be, like most, most, most skin conditions and a lot of diseases, inflammation is behind a lot of it. So, but like we were talking about the food allergen test, that people, are, that there's, there's certain allergens people have to food and it might not even be, like you might eat cottage cheese. Like most, if you get a meal plan, might make a cottage cheese, eggs, Everybody's so individualized. These tests are so expensive, so a lot of people haven't taken them yet, but I've been doing a lot of reading and stuff on, uh, you know, food allergens and, you know, different, like, I told you about the one lady I read about, she was allergic to lettuce. Like, she she didn't know. She stopped eating, she ate salads every day. She stopped eating salad lost 12 pounds. Like, she was
1: eating healthy.
0: So what is your opinion on these food allergies?
1: Yeah, so, um, well, there's a difference between a food allergy. Like, if I have a peanut allergy, I'm... Um that's obviously going to be very, very yeah. bad, yeah, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, um, so we're not talking yeah, about we're
0: talking yeah, food. Is, so food we're talking about food
1: intolerances. So I've done it. One of my really good friends in the UK is, is like one of the leading experts on the planet with this. So I've done it. My wife's went through it. Like Chris said, it's like seven hundred bucks to do, you know, right? I think it was maybe it was three fifty or seven hundred bucks, maybe for both of us. Can't remember. But the test comes in. It takes a while to get back, right? Because you got a. It's it's a blood test. Um, takes a while to go back. But yeah, when you're dissecting that test and reading the test, because as Chris said each specific food creates a different inflammation response in the body.
0: So hold on one second because I know for a fact that I'm not allergic to apples or cucumber and I'll tell you why because even like it's an when analogy, I did though. oh no forget it, for I oh, mean for okay. an intolerance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well let me say, yeah, no but here, but let me tell you why I know it's not an intolerance because I've juiced that before and my whole head was perfect. Mm. But when I ate it when I ate the apple and I ate that cucumber then all of a sudden this came up so so to me what does that tell me that That it's the the only only thing that was different was that so that means that the the process of me digesting that food in my stomach with my gut biome or whatever's going on is causing something going on because 100% when I if I juice that cucumber or juice that apple, this would not happen. Yeah. But if I, but because I ate it, something's going on Let's with something my digestion. It's break down what,
1: what's juicing doing. It removes the fiber. So it's gotta be something with the, the how your body's handling the fiber from that, yeah. that source. So metformin has been around for about 85 years. Massive research, massive studies done on metformin. It's been utilized as uh, a prescription to uh issue to type 2 diabetics um to get them off of to, to get them out of that state right um but through all of this they, they've and discovered you do need
0: a prescription for
1: you it. do unless you like if you're in like florida and there's i think it's called like publix like the the grocery store and the, the and there's certain areas where you can go in and it's almost free to get i mean it's so cheap to go out there and get and it's easy to get a prescription for it. it's very very easy to get it so what it does though is it gets the the liver to to produce very, very little glucose, right? So, um, so I one of my good friends is one of the best optimal health physicians on the planet. And he's like, if you, like if there's three hacks, you know, right, to go out there for overall health, life, and longevity, number one, metformin, um, number two, making sure that you're, you're managing your hormones, including um, your thyroid, um, number three, is giving blood every ninety days because that manages your ferritin levels. Like if you do those three things, and this so is
0: giving blood.
1: Yeah, so like so, actually,
0: if you just yeah, said, I want so to, well, you know what? The Red Cross has been calling me, the, my my admin. So they're like, can you do another blood drive? Can you do another blood drive? Yeah. So just tell her yes. Well, so so <laughs> I mean,
1: if you look at this, like like women live longer than men, you know right? And and if there's been a lot of theories around it, but now um they're pretty confident it's because. Women obviously with their periods, they lose a lot of blood every single month and have to recycle that blood, so they have healthier ferritin levels than men do. You know, right? So a hack for men is make sure that you. I mean, women don't necessarily need to go oh, donate so blood women for ninety days. <laughs> go donate blood to save lives, right? Uh, uh, people are always like, "Oh, I want to change the world." I'm like, "Go donate blood, dude." Um, mm-hmm. But for men, you know, again, I mean, donating blood every ninety days or giving blood is is massive with that. So. Um, but yeah, so metformin controls that, right? It, it's going to absolutely reduce your inflammation Let's talk levels. About
0: what, is, what are the downsides? What is the negative? Like if you said, you know, negative consequences or side effects of taking metformin, what would they be? Um,
1: it will absolutely lower your uh, 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 vitamin B levels inside your body, right? So you're gonna you're gonna need to make sure that you're supplementing properly um with
0: so like you might some type of b-complex b-12, b12 shots
1: yeah i mean that's that's extreme i mean there are some people that that do need to get to that route but most with a good b-complex um it manages to just well we run. have
0: people who come here you know that every week mess, no. every week we have someone who comes here and gives us b12 shots Yeah, that's like part of our ritual
1: but i mean if you think about it, again every age-related disease boils down to insulin. I mean, we're talking about glaucoma, right? That creates blindness, right? That's been led to insulin. So metformin will help prevent that, will absolutely help prevent Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, um, atherosclerosis, heart disease. um, A lot of these, I'm not, I'm not saying that I can eat this and then go on the Twinkie diet for the rest of my life and be okay, you know, right? But I mean, if you're eating, like if you're following the 80-20 diet, if you're following an 80-20 diet and you're on metformin, you're gonna you're gonna look amazing, and internally your blood it. work is gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you got me interested in uh, it now. I gotta look this up now. Um,
0: and so for women, what kind of dosage are they recommending?
1: Um, like 500 milligrams uh, is average uh, a day for a female. Usually a thousand. I take 2,000 a day. Um, um, it's not recommended to go above 2,000 milligrams, so two grams a day mm-hmm. with that. Um, so though, back to the last piece of advice I was gonna give is there's no one size fits all. You know, like Chris has been a trainer for almost a decade. He was thousands of clients, right? Like there's no, right? right? That's why you design a, a, a strategic plan for everybody. It's individualized because there is no one size fits all. So you need to understand how your body operates, how it works. Everybody's just chasing, what well, diet works, right? Like y- 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 you just, you- you've got Well, it. I will You're say this
0: though, with the intermittent fasting, there has yet to be anybody who has done it who has that I know of that has not lost weight and is like, it? It gets easier and easier and easier as you do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, it started off easy for me, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, a I, I, few people that since I introduced it, I think about five, six months ago, we talked about it. Uh, Everybody's gotten good results. That stayed consistent with it's gotten
1: good, uh, good, results. good results. Yeah, and intermittent fasting, is not just about weight loss. I mean, yeah, you absolutely will lose weight with it, you know, right? Um, but for overall life longevity, it's one of the best things that you can do out there, right? So it resets the gut biome. Um, I mean, it, it has so many positive things that it's doing for you well outside of weight loss. That's just one of the benefits. Well,
0: the, but the bottom line, even with that is, is that if you think about it, I mean, like I said before, the Bible says when you fast over 70 times in the Bible it talks about fasting so it is it a wonder that that this is something we should be doing on a regular basis so let's talk about getting through the fast because you know a lot of times people come to me and they're like I look I just can't I'm not I'm used to eating 18 hours a day not 18 hours but you know what I mean their windows in 18 hours so what kind of helps you get through it for me it's caffeine so if I have unsweetened tea um, That really, caffeine is the number one thing that could, lets me kind of take it to the next level and go a few more hours without eating. What does it for you? Yeah.
1: So, so two parts to that. First, because people do get intimidated, right? They're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go eighteen hours without food. I can't do that. We don't start there. You know, right? Start with twelve. Do that for a couple weeks. So your body feels good there. You adjust. You you're, you will absolutely adapt to it. Then go up to fourteen, and then. Work your way up there, but um, there, there's there's two hacks that I found with it. So, or um, well, I guess three. Like I said, I'm gonna drink a lot of cat a lot of caffeine. I mean, maybe 500 milligrams, two or three cups of coffee throughout my fasting days. Um, water. Like usually, when you are hungry, it's because you're dehydrated. Black coffee, one ounce of water per pound of body weight. Um, so let's
0: just one ounce of water per pound. So let's pretend like I'm 120 pounds. 120 pounds times one ounce so you're saying 120 ounces of water
1: yep so almost a gallon of water so like
0: 8 what's 8 divided by 120 I'm the math major I should be able to do that but say about so about 14 glasses of water a day 15 bottles
1: of water yeah and and the best thing to do you guys to do that is get a big I don't have it with me because I'm traveling I don't want to bring on the airplane but Get a forty-ounce good water container, BPA-free. Um, have a big water jug with you all day, um, and just don't sip it, right? Like when you drink, take a drink, you know, right? Um, and you can you can get through it pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. So I basically have usually two unsweetened teas a day. Yeah. Like maybe eight ounces of unsweet tea. Like I don't. That's it. That's my whole caffeine. So and I do not do well to caffeine. Like even me having because unsweet tea. I don't know how many, how much caffeine is unsweet tea versus a cup of coffee. Whichever way it is, depends
1: on how they yeah how long it's fermented for.
0: Yeah, but but at the end of the day, like if I have a cup of coffee, I one cup of coffee for me and I'm like this. Yeah, well so and that's how, why
1: tea cream is so powerful. So right? how because am I feel cream, on this? Yeah, tea cream you get zero jitters. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually combine tea cream and caffeine. Now you're going to get the jitters from caffeine. So tea cream gives you the positive benefits that caffeine gives you as far as, is the focus a little bit of pick me up and energy, but it's not just a massive surge where you get shaky also with caffeine because I am a caffeine, um, connoisseur, you know, right? Like, like I'm not on a massive level, but you know, two or three cups of coffee a day. Um, just straight black coffee. Um, but if you go without it, you know, right, you get headaches. You know, yes. right? Where ketocreen, you can take it consistently, but your body doesn't get dependent on it. Where if you go without it, you're not having a headache. You don't feel like you're crashing. You a tolerance. You know, right? Like caffeine, you don't build yep. a tolerance. Yeah, like most people that like, and I'm one of them. Like, so you don't want to talk wanna, to me in the morning until I have my cup of coffee, dude. If
0: we want to get more of this, because I definitely want to try yeah, this try for sure. For but if we want to buy it, tell everyone how do we yeah, get it. it's
1: at www.optimized.com life nutrition.com or you can go to my podcast gsdmode.com at the top you'll see the logo click there it will take you to the site
0: hey guys we're so glad that you joined us today we are out of time so we're gonna have to answer those last few questions next time that you're with us we'll hear from you next week and don't forget if you've got a question that you want answered go to questions at chantalrayway.com